0: Welcome to another episode of the Juice Bar Experts Podcast. Hope you guys are feeling awesome. I'm feeling awesome. I'm going to go to the gym soon, but before I did, I wanted to record this episode for you all. Discussing if you should let your customers modify their orders. Now, this can be a bit complicated if you do choose to go down this pathway, and like I say with so many things, I always like to preface many conversations with the fact that there really isn't a right or wrong answer in so many scenarios. This is another one of those. It really is just a matter of your desires. I know that there are businesses that decide that they're not going to let customers modify orders at all, and that is their prerogative, Um, and it's up to them in my personal perspective, I do think it is beneficial to allow customers to modify orders. And I want to share throughout this episode a lot of the things that you have to think about and challenges that might come up if you do not do this correctly. Because it, the reason a lot of business owners don't like to do this, if you ever walk into a place and find out that you can't modify orders, it's because it's not easy. It's complicated. And a lot of times things can get messed up for the customers and then also for the business, and it's just a whole mess. So I wanna share with you some things that you have to think about that are critical if you are gonna let customers modify their orders and how to overall just approach this part of your operations in a way that is graceful and allows your customers to have an experience that they love and that is beautiful for them. So. First, I want to paint the picture of how this whole thing could go wrong, and then I'm going to point some things out that uh, you can learn from this scenario. So let's say someone walks into your space, and they want to modify a juice recipe. And they say to your retail staff member, hey, I really like the sound of that Green power smoothie, but instead of cucumber, can I actually replace it with kale, Uh, and instead of um, apple and banana, let's just go with avocado, and your staff member says, yep, sure, no problem, the price is normally $8, they charge them $8 for it, the customer receives their smoothie, hopefully not too long after that, they drink it and say, oh, I don't like this, this tastes... This tastes bad. I'd like to return it. So, a couple things are going on in this scenario. The first thing is that let's say they decide to replace cucumber with kale. Now, generally speaking, cucumber is what I would call a base ingredient, whether it's cucumber juice being replaced with kale juice or it's actual whole cucumber that's being blended with whole kale. The problem with this sort of modification is that the customer doesn't know your recipes, they don't know the thoughtfulness that goes into designing recipes, so they're not aware that it's a one-to-one, or it's not a one-to-one exchange, right? So not only from a flavor profile uh, consideration, is replacing cucumber in exact portion to kale generally is not gonna be a great idea. The second thing is that from a pricing standpoint, that portion of kale would generally, in terms of the volume that it would need to take up in that smoothie compared to cucumber is going to be more expensive. And so I painted the whole picture and mentioned that the retail staff ended up charging this customer the same amount because they weren't trained appropriately And they didn't know how much they should charge this person for that kind of modification. So this is the kind of thing that happens. And what does it lead to? It leads to the customer, uh, sometimes they might make a recipe that they don't even enjoy because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what the implications are and it's not always their fault. They might say, oh, I make this recipe for myself at home, but who knows what the ratios are. It's not just ingredients, right? There's portions that are involved. And so if this... Interaction was to go well. What would it look like? It would look like first of all your retail staff knowing what kind of modifications They can and cannot make because there are certain modifications that you can't make somebody comes into my juice bar and says Hey, you know, there's an apple lemon and ginger juice. Can I replace the apple with kale juice? I would say no you can't because the apple is the base ingredient We can't just give you 10 ounces of kale in a juice, right? Because one, we'd have to charge you an arm and a leg and two. I don't even know that that would be great to consume that much kale at any given period of time. Probably not the best thing for your health. The other factor is just having your retail staff be aware enough of what the implications are from a consistency and a flavor profile standpoint so that if they are going to make a certain modification that might make sense from a costing standpoint or the customers agreed to pay a little bit more that they can let that customer know hey you're replacing banana with avocado just so you're aware it's not going to be as sweet Um, the consistency might be a little bit more gelatinous I hope you're okay with that and if the customer says yeah that makes sense to me then when they receive the drink it's not like they're blown away because it's completely different than what they expected. And so what are the two primary things that need to be clear? And how do you deal with this as a business owner? The first thing is to be aware that there are certain modifications that are more or less common. So a lot of times people will make modifications for... uh, Calories, they want to reduce calories or they want to reduce the sugar intake inside of a product. And so, for that, you might also offer alternative sweeteners, you know, things like stevia, could be monk fruit, right? Things that aren't going to um, increase the sugar load uh, exponentially, but also can still have some sort of sweetness if the customer decides they want to go in that direction. That's one thing that comes up a lot. Some people just don't like certain ingredients. So you have to understand when you build your recipes which ingredients are interchangeable, right? So, uh, for example, blueberries and raspberries and other small berries, from a pricing standpoint and a volume standpoint, tend to be quite interchangeable. Things like base ingredients, you know, if somebody comes in and says, hey, I want to change banana for blueberries. Generally, bananas would be more of a base ingredient and blueberries would not. And so while you might be able to do that from a volume standpoint, the implications for your cost are very different also from flavor because blueberries have a certain amount of sweetness more or less than bananas. So overall, you have to really make sure that you as a company have understood what the common things that people are going to change within recipes are going to be and two, how you can interchange those things, whether someone's replacing a base ingredient or they're replacing more of an additive um, sort of accent ingredient. And then from there, what the potential costs are going to be for those modifications. So you might have just universal pricing to say, if somebody wants to you know, replace this with this, it might be a one-to-one conversion. If someone wants to replace, you know, like I said, bananas with blueberries or bananas with something else that might be more expensive, like avocado, then they have to be charge for it because something else that might come up is that if there's inconsistency with your business in terms of how much it charges people for products that are modified, your customers will grow to mistrust you and resent your business because one, you don't seem organized. And two, when you get charged something one day and then you walk in the next day and they charge you twice the amount that doesn't feel good, right? Customers might feel like you're taking advantage of them. So it's important to address these things ahead of time. And obviously when, People are modifying recipes it can go a whole manner of ways and so it's not to say that you're going to understand every single variable but once you understand the principles and you have a sense of your cost and you build in enough margin in the modifications that might be made then you can be in a safe space to pretty much have a good format and template to change things accordingly overall like I said before modifying things in this way isn't always the easiest thing to do but we do also live in a time now where people have very specific diets they have very uh unique um, preferences whether they're paleo or whether they're uh, on a macrobiotic diet diet or they're on a ketogenic diet or you know the full spectrum of what's happening and who knows what other trends might come up in the future And so because of that, it's really good to be prepared as to how you might be able to assist your customers in finding the right product for them and then charging them appropriately for that. And if you find that there's regular customers, you might even, you know, put something in the back end of your POS and just have like, you know, Becky's drink so that it just the that, you know, you don't have to modify it every single time because you might have new retail people come in and that way you can just have it priced appropriately, you can have the recipes built out, you know, not that you want to change your entire menu, but people on your staff should know how to do these things. And so, like I said, it's not always the easiest thing to do, but it can be beneficial. And you want to make sure you think about these things ahead of time, so that you're not trying to do this on the fly, and then making mistakes that the customers were going to blame you for later, because really, it's not, you know, it's not the easiest thing to do. But sometimes customers don't have a lot of compassion for that, you know, they paid $10 for a product, and if they get it and it's not really what they were thinking about, then you may have to remake it or you might lose that customer. And so this conversation is, is kind of a different conversation to upselling and adding things to drinks, which is similar but different. And I'll just touch on it briefly. And maybe I'll do a whole episode on this because I think it is a, a big topic and it's an important topic. But when you're adding something to a drink, you're not really modifying it. So you, it's like you have a consistent foundation. And you know what your upsell costs are. So if you're adding mint to a drink or ginger or cinnamon or cayenne pepper or whatever it is, the foundation is staying the same and then you're just upselling a certain amount. When you're modifying something, you might be changing the entire flavor profile of that product. And therefore, it's a little bit more varied in the number of ways that it can go. Um, And so in that way, I kind of make a distinction even though the principles may have uh, similarities. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you guys um, at least have clarity whether this is something that you want to take on or don't take on. And at least if you do take it on, you understand the things you need to think about and having a guide ahead of time so that your staff is aware of maybe the ways that you can modify products and the ways that you might not be able to modify products and what the prices are that are associated with that as well as the flavor and consistency implications so that they can make the customers aware of what it will be like in the event that they do decide to take this route. This is why it's really beneficial to hire people in your retail staff who are familiar with this lifestyle and with these kinds of products. So that's all I'll say for now. I hope this has been valuable. If you guys need support with developing any part of your business, you may or may not know, but we run a full spectrum development firm. You can reach out to me personally at andrew at startajuicebar.com. That's andrew at startajuicebar.com. Be happy to talk about how we can help you with your full spectrum business development. Until next time, this is Andrew McFarland with the Juice Bar Experts Podcast. Hope you guys are happy and healthy, and I'll see you at the next episode. <laughs>